Hello, and welcome to the Stool Pigeons podcast. I'm Harrison Davenport. And I'm Jack Jameswood. Okay, just some quick information before we get started. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at the Stool Pigeons. Please rate, subscribe, and review if you're listening on a platform that allows you to do so. And finally, our premium episodes uh, are available on Patreon. Just search for the Stool Pigeons. And a special shout out to all of our international listeners from Ghana and India. Tip of the hat to you. Uh, now you probably found the wet. You probably found our podcast. You know, searching for something else like the other Stool Pigeons podcast, which is literally about pigeons, and that show sucks. So we're really glad to have you joining us. Yes, very glad to tap into that market. Uh, I just wanted to also add that these stool pigeons, we are vegetarians on this podcast and very much respect cows. Exactly. I always stop in the road for cows. I never hit them with my car. Never. I've never. never also, I've never eaten a hamburger out of respect for the uh, Hindi religion. Also, I wanted to add for our release schedule... We will be releasing our free episodes weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other platforms on Fridays. And our premium episodes on Patreon, those will be coming out on Wednesdays. But our plan is to continue to release our first couple episodes on Patreon and Apple Podcast and other platforms, and then we'll continue to update you. So, yeah, and for our Indian listeners, we're huge Modi fans. We love Indian nationalism. All right, Jack. So do you want to go ahead and jump into our news story of the week? Yeah, NFTs. What the hell are these things? So NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So you may have seen some news. There's been a lot of news lately about non-fungible tokens. One of the popular things is NBA Top Shot. So... These are videos of NBA players. They're just highlights that you could get on YouTube or anywhere else. But they have a serial number. They have limited releases. And that makes them rare. They are backed up by the Ethereum blockchain, which essentially allows them to be certified. Okay, as someone that knows nothing about technology, what is blockchain? Blockchain is essentially a digital ledger that was created by Satoshi or made famous by Satoshi Nakamoto, who created blockchain. And so basically each block has data, a hash, and then a hash of the previous block. So all of this data is stored on the blockchain. So essentially you have a centralized system where there's multiple people. So anyone on the blockchain has access to the data on there. And so each Bitcoin, for instance, it contains a sender, a receiver, and the amount of coins. And then the hash is just basically like a fingerprint. And so if the information is ever changed, then the hash will change. D is this making sense to you, Jack? Yeah, yeah. So it's just some kind of like accounting tool. It is a receipt of what the person has and what they've spent and who has ownership, right? That's right. And so essentially, there's all of these different blocks and there's a centralized ledger. So anytime any one of those blocks is changed, it has to be verified by 50% of the devices on this blockchain. Right. And that basically says, okay, this is legit. 
Right. But okay, with NFTs, how is this not really just a scam? How is this not there? It seems to me like they're creating scarcity out of things that are not actually scarce. Like a GIF. You can look at it as a GIF, but you can also look at it as a video game skin. Uh, where we've seen microtransactions. This has been common for a long time in the gaming community where, uh, for instance, in Counter-Strike, people have these rare skins that they pull out of packs from these microtransactions and then they sell them on a some type of digital marketplace and they get money from that. So that's essentially what we're seeing with NFTs. Would you pay $16,000 for a Lindsay Lohan in NFT? No, I would not. Just like Beeple, for instance, uh, this is a person that Christie's, the auction marketplace, which is very legit, has agreed to sell their artwork. And so far, uh, Beeple has made $3.5 million on Nifty Gateway. So there are there is a market for this. Just like NBA Top Shot, if you look up NBA Top Shot, you see there's moments with LeBron James just dunking a ball, and those are selling for $250,000 on that marketplace. The NBA has teamed up with the same company behind CryptoKitty to create these NBA Top Shots. So it's a deal between the NBA and this company who created CryptoKitty. Yeah, I think unlike Bitcoin, my general impression of all this is that it seems to be some kind of scam. Like the way that I understood it was that a lot of people are actually just using these to be tax write-offs or to use this as ways to kind of manipulate their charitable deductions, which if they are that, tip they had to them because that's pretty sweet just to use these completely fake you know, gifts or Mark Cuban dancing around in a Mavericks jersey or uh, Jack Dorsey selling a two or three million dollar tweet that he had on Twitter that anybody can access for two million dollars. If you're using that to lower your taxes, tax liability, pretty sweet. It could be that. But at the same time, we have cards and other things like that certified. So physical cards, you know, just a picture of someone from Tops. And we get those things certified because I've listened to some of the people who have who are experts in the field of card grading, and they also are getting in on the NFT market, which leads me to believe that there is going to be a marketplace for these because there's so many barriers to entry with cards. Like you have to grade a card, figure it out. With an NFT, you have a digital item that is certified. You don't have to go through the grading process. You don't have to figure out buying a card. You don't have to figure out selling the card on another marketplace like eBay. You don't have to go through a seller saying, oh, there's a scuff on the on the case of this card or there's a scuff on the surface. I want to return it. Yeah, well, I I, I was looking on Reddit and and here's here's one of the funny problems that I see a lot of people losing their crypto wallets or losing their passwords. So people have like, you know, maybe 50 Bitcoins or five Bitcoins from a couple of years ago. Is this going to be the same thing with NFTs where people are like, oh shit, what hard drive did I have that on? Like, how do I figure out how to retrieve, you know, the LeBron James that I paid $800,000 for through NFT? Well, those people are idiots. So just back up your passwords in LastPass or any of the other potential sponsors who back up passwords, which we're all open to, 
just back up your passwords for your digital wallet and secure it. I mean, use a secure password. So what you're what you're suggesting is is if you pay eight hundred thousand dollars for one of these gifts, maybe you should write your password down and save it for the future. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Like if you lose your password, but you're willing to spend eight hundred thousand dollars on something, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, I I mean I don't I don't know I I kind of have a lot of sympathy for that. It's like why 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 can I just use uh, password as my password for these eight hundred thousand dollar gifts? You know, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's pretty easy. You have a website where you log in, you have your password, and then you save it. And I think you can, I believe you can save these locally too, but I might be mistaken on that. So, but back to my question are these a scam and how if they're not and if they are how can stool pigeons get in on these nfts because we need to make some money off this if people are interested in it my idea is we could take the stool pigeons logo or we can take some some of the stool pigeons logos and go ahead and make pixel art with it because that also sold for over a million dollars i believe some random pixel art and we can go ahead and we can offer that as one of our tiers where you get a stool pigeons NFT. Yeah. One of a kind, you get authentication. Will we do this through Ethereum or Bitcoin or or what? No. So there are a few digital marketplaces to sell these on. So there's nifty gateway, which is just one of them, but there are a lot of other marketplaces where you can actually sell you can actually sell these NFTs. Is is Nifty Gateway one of the ones that has a lot of like $40 for fees and then another $30 to publish the NFT? Where whenever you put an NFT on there, it ends up being like $100 per NFT? I don't know if that's the case with this one. Like I said, there's a couple out there where you can actually shop around and see if they're legit. Interesting. What we could do to kind of help a lot of our listeners out there is they could just go on to our Patreon and they could just publish their credit card information and then we could just send them an NFT directly through the chat. (laughs) Well, you can't actually do that. So we would have to sell them. And one of the popular places to actually view NFTs, if you go to OpenSea.io, right. Though that's a very popular marketplace as well to buy and sell NFTs, and it's also legit. Well, yeah. Well, what see one of the things that kind of confused me about NFTs in the beginning is um, uh, a Yale law professor uh, went on NPR and she says, you know, the underlying thing that you're buying is the code that manifests the images. So I tried to look up like whether copyright is actually protected by this. And apparently, because I was thinking about, okay, well, maybe I'll just put an NFT on there of like Hunter Biden getting a foot job or, you know, maybe put a Michael Jordan rookie card on there and just say like a Michael Jordan rookie card NFT. But apparently that violates their terms of service, which I think we need to find another much more uh, disruptive technology that is like, oh, you know, it would really disrupt the industry violating copyright law. Now that would be in a disruptive industry. I've looked into this and as it relates to copyright, there are some people who have copied some cards and they've just modified the image slightly and they ended up settling that case where the company who made the original cards actually just gets a cut of the NFTs. Interesting. 
that is actually, there's not really a precedent, but people have slightly modified these images and they've gone ahead and they've sold them. And then the company who was the original seller, they just took a cut of the proceeds. So if we took one of the Michael Jordan like uh, rookie cards where he's dunking from the free throw line and just put like an eye patch on him, we could say like, oh, that's actually art. Michael Jordan doesn't own that because he, he wasn't wearing an eye patch whenever he did the dunk. We could go that route or we could purchase a photo from someone who was there and we could actually take that photo. They owned it. They, they go ahead. They shift the ownership rights to us. So then we own that image and we can then sell it as an NFT. That would not be violating copyright or any other terms of service because we actually own that image, just like we own the Stool Pigeons logo. Right. Or I saw one of the things that, that did pretty well was uh, a Zion Williams rookie card was selling pretty well. So what if we... Zion t- Williamson. Yeah, Zion, Zion Williamson. Williamson. Uh, if we took the Hunter Biden foot job uh, gif and then put Zion Williams in that... Uh, GIF, we could sell that as a rookie card, which wouldn't make sense because he wasn't getting the foot job and Hunter Biden actually isn't in the NBA. And people are like, oh, damn, that's Andy Warhol type shit. That's a, that that's probably worth as much as the uh, Campbell soup can. So I'm thinking like a special discount for some of our viewers, whether they be in India or Ghana who have access to, I don't know, let's say like $400,000 and we'll do a discount so that we'll sell it for $20,000 because we'll probably have to give both Hunter Biden and Zion Williamson a cut of, I don't know, $2,000 each. Sounds pretty fair to me. Unless we acquire the actual video from the escort that was there. Yeah. We could could acquire it from her and then we would actually own the rights and then we could actually be litigious with it and start suing all of these other websites like Pornhub. Well, I'm not actually even sure how how that works because if you look at court cases for revenge porn, now the person that does the revenge porn will upload it to Pornhub and what happens is it gets pulled down because even though that person actually owns the copyright to the revenge porn that they uploaded at Pornhub. So, there, you know, there's lots of nuance and, you know, niceties to copyright law. That is true. And I hadn't really considered that. But maybe we should start small with uh, the Stool Pigeons logo and then work our way up to something like the Hunter Biden foot job video. Yeah, yeah, we can do we can. I, I kind of like the concept of, that Crypto Kitty had is like, OK, you know how everybody likes eugenics? Well, let's do that with cute cats. Also, should we say that everyone liked eugenics? I don't know if that's necessarily true. Also, well, I was one- saying, you know, Crypto Kitty eugenics. Everybody doesn't like human eugenics. We've decided that that's bad. But everybody's like, well, Crypto Kitty eugenics. Hold on a sec. Now, this could be pretty cool because we can breed cats to you know, be specialized so that they look like Pop-Tarts and stuff. That's true. But also one more correction. So our listeners from India, they listen on the Ghana app. We don't have listeners from Ghana, the country. Our our listeners, our potential listeners from Ghana are really going to have to step it up because, I mean, I know those guys love guano, which is bird shit. And that's basically what the the Stool Pigeons is about. It's about uh, uh, shit and pigeons. So... I, I know a lot of our Ghana listeners. I mean that that would. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that we don't have 20 percent of their country as much as those people like guano shit. 
Right. It's probably a lack of infrastructure that could be contributing to that and the fact that this podcast is not in French. I believe the official language of Ghana is French, but I don't actually know that either. So this is once again the quality that you're going to get from the Stool Pigeons podcast. Well, what I understand how uh, colonialism worked is uh, both America and Britain took over most of the world. So everyone speaks English except for the degenerate Chinese who do not speak English. They continue to speak Mandarin. Well, they're not degenerates. We're also open to people in China getting okay, this it's podcast. Not, yeah, they're not degenerates. They just speak a fake language. Sure, yeah, but we're very cozy with India, China, Russia. Whoever is willing to listen to this, we are, we're fine with that. Yeah, North Korea, it's fine with us. If you want to launder money through our Patreon page, that would be, that would be great. If you want to buy our NFTs and kind of DM us, you know, on Twitter or somewhere, and you're like, hey, do you know what money laundering is? And my answer is going to be no. Like, well, do you want to do it? My answer is going to be yes. I will figure out a way to uh, take a pigeon that's smoking a cigarette or injecting heroin and have North Koreans pay me $400,000 that's from some kind of weapon, illegal international weapons program, and we can launder that money and get it clean for you. Because that's not going to look suspicious on for the IRS, which is how are these guys that have only recently started a podcast sold so much NFTs to North Korea that seem to be linked to a clandestine uh, weapons program? Like, how is this working? And we're going to take the risk because that's what we're all about is disruption. A hundred percent. Also, we want to be cut in 10% on those super $100 bills from North Korea, which if you don't know what those are, just look up super $100 bills from North Korea. Also look up North Korean meth because it is a delicacy there. The people uh, love to smoke meth after dinner, I believe, to suppress their appetite. Well, here's the thing. They don't actually have dinner there. The the meth is a delicacy because it prevents them from having to eat because they mostly just eat grass. Yeah, I believe they have grass soup. And grass tea. Yeah, that's the only thing they have there in terms of food. So that's why their meth is so good. And that's why their super $100 bills are so good. I did love reading some of the stories coming out of North Korea, though, as it related to people who were doing smuggling operations yeah. from China because they just kept getting fucked up by minefields. Oh, so yeah. These people- uh, yeah. Those people are always just getting like murked all the time. They're like, OK, we've got to like have somebody go over to China to, you know, steal tuna so we can bring it over here to have like 10 people be able to have tuna sandwiches. And they're just always getting blown away by border guards in China. Yeah. And North Korea was like, we don't need vaccines to control COVID-19. All we're going to do is just start executing anyone who has COVID-19. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you look at the official stats that are coming out from the government, they've had zero cases there. So, I mean, a lot of people can say like, oh, North Korea is a very oppressive country. How many people have died in the United States? Over 500. How many in North Korea? Zero. Have they executed more than 500? I doubt it. So 500,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because their population is so small. So I actually think that their program probably works a lot better than ours does because we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to vaccinate all these people and give them shots. And North Korea is like, well, if we just find out that anybody has covid, we're just going to shoot them in the head and then kill their entire family. And they've had zero cases. Yeah. Talk about being committed to protecting your citizens. Yeah. I mean, how many people have the United States recently killed like in Iraq and Syria? 
how, how many have North Korea done? Zero. I mean, they. The, it's actually a pretty free country. I'll be honest. I, I mean, their drug laws very liberal. Uh, COVID cases zero. And I've I've heard uh, from some of my South Korean friends that have defected to North Korea because they were like, oh, I don't really like this capitalist stuff. I'm going to walk over to North Korea and become a communist. They were saying like it's one of the most free countries in the world, and some of their that grass tea and stuff is very good. And they're like, yeah, well, because the meth is so good, we have like everyone has a BMI of under 25. So you have all these like rip guys that are working 18 hour shifts and they're not even tired and they're super buff. And the women of North Korea now, usually what the, the Western media does is like, Oh, look at these people. They, they are under, uh, uh, nourished and they don't have any teeth and they're not very happy, but that's actually just Western propaganda. The girls are smoking there. This is, I mean, this is information that I've gotten directly from some uh, South Korean friends that were in my Chinese class. It sounds legit. I think you have to ignore the mainstream fake news as it relates to North Korea. I mean, are the people probably malnourished? Yes. Are there average heights? for males five three yes are they bullied when they go to south korea also yes but we don't know that I, we don't know i mean that. all, these are all just, south korea these are, has is fast internet i mean the trade-off is no obese people in north korea what would you rather have uh, undernourished people or you know 70 percent of the population that's overweight and obese in the united states and that's how you determine like what what whether a country is free or not like how hot the people are and how liberal their drug laws are all right, Jack, so you want to dive into our Reddit story of the week? Absolutely. Okay, so this story comes from r slash fat people stories. The title is Work Hams Intentionally Poisoned Me. This happened pre-COVID, but I literally found out about this just now. Also, all the names are changed. To preface, I have celiac disease. For those who don't know, it's an autoimmune disease where my body can't process gluten if I have even the tiniest bit, I get really sick. My office has a lot of hams. There are 19 of us and 12 are obese or morbidly obese. I went from being about 10 pounds overweight to a healthy size due to making food choices and my ham bony office mates really took notice. I would get comments when I didn't eat the donuts and cupcakes my ham worker and left out for the office. They said I was being really mean by not having one. Even when I explained that they were full of gluten and would make me sick, they said, just take a bite so Anne doesn't feel bad. Like, no, that will definitely make me sick. Soon there was a rumor going around that I had an eating disorder. One ham coworker this even asked. still 10 pounds overweight. They're like, come <laughs> on, just eat the damn donut or otherwise, the, you know, Anne's going to kill herself. No, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. All of these people are just so self-conscious. They're like, this person is getting too skinny. And there's going to be more info on that. Yeah, this is kind of like somebody like that's only hanging out with like cartels. And they're like, yeah, man, essay, you've got to get in by by doing that. You know, just take a sniff of this heroin because we got to make sure that you're not a cop. And it's like, oh, I actually I'm allergic to heroin and it will kill me. And it's like, are you going to do the fucking line or not? Just snort the fucking heroin. Yeah, this is Batman. I'm in the cartel. <laughs> One ham coworker even asked if I could wear baggy clothes because I made her uncomfortable. Deborah, one of the largest, was the meanest about it. 
she'd comment on my body saying I look too bony and say things like, it's not Halloween. Nobody wants to see a skeleton in the office. And she'd always criticize my lunches. Overweight. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she'd always criticize my lunches, telling me I wasn't getting enough calories and kept incessantly offering me part of her enormous daily McDonald's feast. She'd literally have a Big Mac, large nugget box, large fry, and large soda. Like, what the fuck? When I'd say no, citing my celiac disease, she'd roll her eyes or make some derogatory comment. Suffice to say, all of this did not make a great work environment. Back in March, a coworker had an in-office birthday party and everyone brought food and directed me to a plate of muffins and said that her and Deborah always felt bad about me never being able to eat anything. So they made me these especially gluten-free for me. That that already sounds like a setup. Especially gluten-free. Yeah, just 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 come on. Just eat, eat a cupcake. Come on. It's good for just, you. Just eat the muffins. Just take one bite, please. Yeah, they, we, we see so how skinny you are. You're 190 pounds and you're 5'3". Like, That's you, right. you're we, making everybody in the entire office self-conscious. I was really touched that they would do that. Quit so wearing I loaded those tight-fitting up. pants and shirt. Like, <laughs> start wearing sweatpants to work, you fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> I was really touched that they would do that. So I loaded up with three muffins. The texture was really good. If anyone knows anything about gluten-free baking is that most of the time the texture really sucks. That is true. I've had some gluten-free stuff. It is absolute dog shit. But these were just fantastic. So I ate them all. I also loaded up on co- some corn chips from the big communal bowl and was dipping it they in the shared block and pico. Bowl. <laughs> It is an office party. It's an office birthday. What kind of business is this? It seems like there's someone needs to audit their books. They have probably like, uh, yeah, uh, the CEO comes in. Uh, yeah, we've uh, actually been losing tens of thousands of dollars per month on our food budget for the office. Yeah, it does appear they're in the UK, though, from what I can tell. Interesting. That, that comes later. Yeah, but they, those people love chips. But after about 15 minutes, I started to feel very, very nauseous and ended up projectile vomiting all over the bathroom and myself. I was sick for three days after. I thought it was because people were eating gluten things at the party and then double dipping their chips, therefore getting gluten in the guac and pico. Today, I was texting with another coworker and the party got brought up. She said, I just can't believe what Deborah and Anne did to you. It was so cruel. And I was like, wait, what? She went on to explain that after I'd gone home after puking all over myself, she overheard Deborah and Ann talking about how they thought I was faking celiac to get out of eating and that they didn't think that the muffins would make me that sick. They only put half the amount of flour in the muffins. They thought I would be fine. Then they said I probably made myself throw up because I didn't want the calories. I suppose that that answers the question why the texture of the muffins were so great. They had fucking gluten in them. I'm literally fuming right now. I asked my coworker to text Deborah and Ann about the incident, so hopefully they'll admit to it over text. And then I can use that to fucking press charges for aggravated assault and take their asses to HR. I'm done with their horse shit. TLDR, ham office mates didn't think my celiac was real. They put gluten in muffins intentionally. I got very sick, and now they're going to face some serious legal action. 
moral of the story, don't fuck with people's food allergies. So that is part one. So we have, we've gone through part one. What are you thinking right now? Well, what I'm thinking is, you know that this happened in the UK because this would only be a part one story because after this happened, she would go to the like Dick Sporting Goods and go get a gun and just kill every single one that's in her office and be like, yeah, I told you not to put fucking gluten in the muffins, you stupid bitch. And it's just bam, bam, bam. And she just fucking Stephen Paddock's her entire office. And part two would be like, yeah, I'm satisfied, but I called the police uh, and uh, they're on their way because I killed 27 hams and it took like 400 rounds of ammo. (laughs) But it's in the UK, so it's like, oh, I'm going to have to like go through a very complicated legal process that takes like two years for like assaults or whatever. Like, I'm not even really sure if this is a real crime. Like what are are there crimes in the UK that are just like, Oh yeah, it's assault. If you put gluten in muffins, I don't get that. How's that assault? I I don't have anything to add with that. I'm just going to let that simmer and go ahead and dive in uh, to the next one. This person is just like on a rooftop with a bump stock in the UK and just like (laughs) taking out every single person in the office. (laughs) It's Vegas all over again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It it takes fucking 50 rounds to take down one ham. They're just like oh, just because they're they're so big, they're so big. Yeah, it's it's kind of like zombies. It's like oh my god, how many bullets do I have to use? And it's like fifty to the body, and they're still like because there's so much fat, they're they're just like continuing to not even notice. And it's like do a shot to that, do a shot to that. <laughs> Can someone explain to me what the hell gluten is? Like, what is gluten? It's it's what like some kind of flour or something. Do you know what I don't is? know. I'm I'm not a chemist as it relates to that, but apparently people with celiac disease can't have it. Now, and it where, is a real where, thing. Now, where the hell was this like 50 years ago? You don't ever see like on I Love Lucy or Leave It to Beaver like, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, June. Uh, I'm, you know, Wally, the neighbor, and I can't have gluten. Otherwise, I'll, I'll just go into some kind of like coma. That never happened because it's it seems like I, it's pretty fake. Yeah, I agree. Also, you don't see anyone who in The Sopranos is like, I have celiac disease. They would instantly be murdered. I mean, celiac disease sound what they do for a lot of these like, well, quote unquote, like disabilities or food allergies is they'll come up with a name that sounds real, but you can tell it's it's fake celiac. What does that mean? No one knows what the term celiac disease means. That's a good point. That's a good point. Also, I guess we are not scientist or chemist or doctors. I don't even think you have to know anything about it to pass a judgment. Like, for instance, did this... No, I have never read anything from early 20th century or even mid-century that said like, oh, this person had a food allergy. Food allergies did not exist ever. Maybe peanuts. Maybe peanuts. But what they did with the, the kids that were allergic to peanuts, they just like killed them. And if they didn't have a tolerance for it, like, well, too bad. They just died. Yeah, I think those people just died. I think that was what happened. People who are allergic to peanuts or shellfish, they just died because they they didn't have things like adrenaline to give them. Uh, Cause of death, your son was a pussy. He couldn't take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at school. We're very sorry. Update. Work hams intentionally poisoned me. Sorry the update took so long, but it's been... I've been in the hospital for three weeks. 
but it's been a lot. My coworker was able to get Deborah and Ann to admit to intentionally putting flour in the muffins over text and how it was hilarious to watch me throw up on myself and they screenshot the whole thing. That would be hey, let's turn that into an NFT. That just this person throwing up all over themselves after Hell, we getting could even silly. do the text messages. That that does work. I mean, or yeah, you could just do a gif. Yeah. After I got back to work, I bought one of those pens with a recording device in it, took it everywhere, and caught some of Devra's insults, which I know isn't technically legal, but it was more ammo for HR. I took all this shit to HR. They said they would handle it, and by handle it, it meant that they would have Deborah and Ann apologize to me, which of course they didn't mean a word of it. I told HR that was not going to cut it, and they said they'd get back to me on it, but I didn't have confidence in them anymore. So I They're talked to a lawyer hundred pounds and are very skeptical that I'm only 50 pounds overweight. <laughs> so I talked to a lawyer, my girlfriend's dad, who thought I had enough and agreed to represent me at a hefty discount. We started the process of pressing charges against Deborah and Ann and suing the company. And thanks to off office gossip, more of my coworkers hated me. Then it got worse. Deborah got even real more weight. <laughs> Deborah got really sick with COVID, and since I was still in the process of pressing charges, basically three fourths of the office thought I was cruel and thought I was a cruel and petty bitch for doing that to someone who was so sick. I got harassed and bullied by them constantly, and HR did nothing. Shortly after, Deborah had to be put into a coma. Meanwhile, the company's lawyer offered me a hefty promotion, bonus, and a relocation if I stopped suing them and agreed to never sue them again, which I took gratefully because no one can get a job in my field since COVID started. What is the I field also, here? What is the we field? Don't, we don't know. We don't know what this office is either. It's a bunch of obese people apparently working in the same office. Yeah, they just work at a Snickers factory in the UK. <laughs> I also asked the cops for the charges to be dropped against Deborah and Anne. After I left, I found out Anne had been fired and she lost her house, in part because she was spending so much money on a lawyer. And all I can honestly say about all this is that I feel fucking awful. I cannot imagine how Deborah felt trying to battle COVID and being anxious she might be put in jail. And I'm convinced all the stress of that is what contributed to whatever went wrong with her. I cannot oh, imagine. I feel, now, feel bad now that I won the lawsuit and the people that I hate went into a COVID coma and the other person lost their house. Like, oh, I feel so bad about that. Like, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that I'm really a good person. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get oh, to okay. that. I cannot imagine how Anne felt about being fired because of me and losing the house she'd been in for years. I should have stayed quiet. I shouldn't have made a fuss because if I hadn't, none of these terrible things would have happened to these women. They were mean. They didn't fucking deserve this. I feel so guilty and ashamed and depressed. Honestly, I don't see how I can get past this. So that's your update. I'm sorry there was no retribution and that it wasn't funny. I actually thought this was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the what what she's probably trying to do is like well okay they'll probably actually find this online because this is a very specific incident so what i'm going to do is is do a part 2 and be like you know i actually really feel bad for a lot of my coworkers who i've been calling hams and saying that you know i hope they die and uh i want my boss to actually do something and then it actually turned out in my favor 
Like this person has no follow through. Stinging Bell in the comments adds, the fact that you feel guilty means you're a better person than they are. They did something terrible to you and deserve to be in trouble for it. It's not your fault that things escalated the way they did. Imagine someone had a peanut allergy and they decided to test that too because (laughs) they thought they were lying about it. Or worse, there's that story about a grandmother killing her granddaughter with coconut oil because she didn't believe the kid's mom. Allergies are serious and they intentionally put your health at risk because of their personal biases. Okay, but yeah, is this a uh, manslaughter case, though, when 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 that happens? Like, can you kill somebody? Like, oh, uh, what was the weapon? Oh, it was coconut oil. I think you can if it's an allergy. I do have to say, I think you could kill someone who has allergies if you knowingly give someone with a peanut allergy peanuts. But I, I mean... Honestly, I think this person is fine. I thought that was just a hilarious escalation, though, that it went to that lady being in a coma and the other lady lost her house. I thought it was well-deserved. I mean, I don't know why they gave, they did the muffins, but also that person was suspicious about the muffins. I don't think I would trust those people who had been rude to her and calling her a skeleton or he or he, she or they. I actually don't know what gender this person is. And I don't know how everybody in the... I mean, it just seems like a weird office dynamic. that They were like, yeah, you got to wear sweatpants. You can't wear like fitted clothing there. All right, Jack, you ready to get out of here? Oh, yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right. As quick so as we can. can. Just a few quick reminders. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Stool Pigeons. And just remember to rate, subscribe, and review if you're on a platform that allows that. And then finally, our premium episodes are on Patreon. Just search for The Stool Pigeons. We're going to have more content coming out on there really soon. All right. Thanks for listening.